Welcome to Something About Grace. My name is Leland Smith. When I started doing these messages, I thought it would be a good idea to have an intro or a theme to lead into each message. So I prayed about it and was hoping that God would give me one of those, you know, thus says the Lord moments. <laughs> but you know how I ended up picking Something About Grace? Because I thought it sounded pretty cool. <laughs> Not very spiritual, huh? But the Lord impressed on me early on not to try and be clever. He said, if you're trying to impress people by being clever, then it's more about you than me. So I repented and I always keep that in mind. What's interesting though is something about grace has started to make sense lately. There's a saying that's been used many times and it goes like this, you know, there's just something about him or her, or we may say there's just something about a situation and we can't put our finger on it. Well, it just simply means that it's unexplainable, so it's a mystery. And it's a mystery usually because of a lack of understanding. And in many ways, that's kind of the way it is concerning grace for all of us. So in this message, with God's help, let's discover what that something or mystery is about grace that many Christians have misunderstood. Father in heaven, we ask for your wisdom and spiritual ears to understand the mystery concerning grace. In Jesus' name, amen. I've heard many, many people say that teaching too much grace is dangerous, and the common argument is that it will give us a license to sin, and it's like we're going to go on a sinning spree that we'll never recover from. But let's see what the Bible teaches about grace. Romans 5.17 is very clear about how much grace we need and why we need it. It says, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. So in other words, we were made sinners not because we sinned, but because of Adam's sin. Now listen to the rest of this verse. Much more will those who receive an abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will reign in life, and that's this life, through the one man, Jesus Christ. This verse also talks about righteousness, but from this point on, I'd like to focus on grace so that we can see how it operates in our lives. But before I go any further, we need to know something that's very important so we can see why we need grace. First of all, we are created as three-part beings. We are spiritual beings, and we have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotion, and we live in a physical body. When we give our lives to Jesus, God changes the spiritual part of us. We are reborn or given a new perfect spirit and the old sinful spiritual nature in us no longer exists. God can now live in that part of us because that part has been sanctified or set apart to be holy. But we still have the human nature or our human desires that are in us and want to control us. And this is called the flesh. But the flesh is not our physical bodies. Now these desires of the flesh are at war with our new spirit and do not want to cooperate. The Bible teaches that renewing the mind is necessary to control the flesh. And it's something that try as we might, we cannot do on our own. So this is where grace comes in. God wants us to know and follow the desires he puts in our hearts when we are reborn. But like I said, the flesh does not want to cooperate. 
So to quickly summarize this so far, we have a new spiritual nature from God, but we still have the human nature or desires that wars against that spiritual nature because, like I said, it wants to be in control. Grace is defined as God's undeserved or unmerited favor, which means it's a gift. And we need to continually receive it because we continually need it. Now notice that the verse says that those who receive an abundance of grace, did you catch that? It says an abundance of grace, not just a little, will reign in this life. Now in Webster's, one of the definitions for abundance is defined as a boatload, which means an indefinite amount or a large number. Our destiny as Christians is to reign in this life, not to be powerless in this life. This verse just said that. Our daily Christian living is to be what the Bible calls grace upon grace upon grace upon grace until we stand face to face with Jesus. Now remember that grace is received and not achieved. It's God's love and grace that keeps on giving if we're willing to receive it. But he lets us make the decision. Now, here's something interesting that I didn't realize before, that the Greek word for receive in Romans 5.17 means that the receiving here refers to an ongoing, continual action. It's not something that is done once and forgotten. No, it's something that we need continually. This means that every single day, in fact, I need it many times a day, we need to receive that grace, especially when we've blown it. So how can we receive this more and more grace. John 1.14 says that Jesus was full of grace and truth. John 1.16 says from his fullness, in other words, Jesus' fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. So from the fullness of the grace of Jesus, we continually receive grace. Jesus showed us the kind of life that God's grace could develop in us because he lived it. Jesus came as the one to offer that fullness of grace to all who would trust in him. Now, for those who depend on him day by day, life is explained and developed by grace upon grace. God's grace first forgives us of our sins, then we receive a spiritual rebirth. Then as we grow and mature and have victory over the things in our flesh, it's his grace that empowers us to overcome those things. Colossians 2 verse 9 through 10 says, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with him. So what it's saying here is that our wholeness in life comes from his fullness of grace. Did you catch that? I'm going to say this again. Our wholeness of life comes from his fullness of grace. So wherever you are in your spiritual journey, Progress comes from the fullness of His grace. While I was working on this message, I ran across something that I think is really neat. And it's a visual commentary, I think, from John F.F. F. Bruce and how he describes it. He says, quote, Think of the ocean surf, one wave coming after another in endless succession that the followers of Christ draw from. The ocean of divine fullness, or in other words, grace upon grace. And then this next part it was just really hit home with me. It says, one wave of grace being constantly replaced by a fresh one. 
There is no limit to the supply of grace which God has placed at his people's disposal in Christ, unquote. Psalm 68 verse 19 says similarly, Blessed be the Lord who daily gives us help or the grace we need with what we have to carry. Now there's one more thing that we need to understand and it's this, what is falling from grace? Many churches have taught us that our behavior can cause us to fall from the grace of God. Here's what Galatians 5 verse 4 says, For if you are trying to make yourselves right with God, in other words, righteous, by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. So falling from grace is trying to be right with God through your own efforts, and you will fail. The good news is that if you're a sinner, you qualify for God's grace. You will fall into his grace and not from it. Think about it. If you can keep all the laws, why would you need grace? So, bottom line, you have to decide if you want to try on your own and fail or let God's grace empower you to reign in this life. We find peace and holiness in the grace of God. So grace is rest, my friends. And finally, this Bible verse summarizes this message, I think, beautifully. It's Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, and I like the message version. It says this, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Or you can add just life. Jesus says, Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And then this next part is just so awesome. It says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace, which means grace with minimal effort. And he says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live lightly and freely. Amen. Now, I'd like to make a request here. Uh, I would appreciate it if you would help me to promote these podcasts to reach others because these are all things that I've been through and have learned from, and I'm hoping that this can help others. You've been listening to Something About Grace, and my name is Leland Smith.